real quick before we dive into this episode of the podcast. Be sure to grab your free PDF copies of my latest books at frugal.show forward slash free. Now on to the show. If you haven't already, be sure to grab your free copy of my first two books, Frugalpreneur and Authorpreneur, by going to thesarahstjohn.com forward slash free. That's T-H-E-S-A-R-A-H-S-T-J-O-H-N.com forward slash free. Now on to the show. Welcome to the Frugalpreneur Podcast. I am your host, Sarah St. John, and today we have Richard Matthews. Welcome to the show. Awesome. Thanks for having me here. Glad to be here. And can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and how you help other entrepreneurs? Yeah, absolutely. So I've been in the entrepreneur space for a long time. I started my first business at uh, 13. It only lasted like six weeks, but I was buying candy uh, um, wholesale at big box store and selling it to my friends on campus before I got shut down by the powers that be for not having a business license. But that's how I got my start and ran a number of different businesses all through my career up through college and got my start in uh, working with local businesses doing marketing and started a marketing agency right out of college and been doing that for almost 10 years now, 10, 11 years, longer than that. It's 2007. So it's like 12 years now. Wow, I feel old. But anyways, been doing that for a number of years. And right now, my focus, what I help people with is two primary things. So the first one is I work with expert-based entrepreneurs, so people who have some sort of a skill set in their business, right? So just as an example, I got a client who does uh, real estate wholesaling, does a couple hundred thousand dollars a month in deals in real estate. And what I do is I help someone like him come along and take all of that information and skills that he has. um, And we build courses, training materials, coaching programs, webinars, sales materials, and the whole online package to actually sell that. And then we turned that into first year, we did $786,000 in sales for his coaching programs for that. And that's the uh, the first part of what we do is the whole, I call those the uh, um, heroic businesses or heroic brand businesses, or it's an expert brand business, really. The second part of that is actually doing some of the audience building on the backside, right? So after you have something to sell, whether that's an online course or online program or coaching program, you have to either run ads to those sales funnels or you have to have an audience of some sort. I always recommend my clients do both, right? So we'll get them set up and working with someone to do their ads. But the other part of that, starting a podcast, getting a YouTube show going, that kind of stuff, found out for over the course of years that all my clients, I would give them everything they needed to run a show and teach them how to run a podcast and teach them how to do all that stuff. And they would get like four or five or 10 episodes in um, and they realized they hated it, right? And it wasn't the recording content that they hated. It was all the work that comes after it. So the uh, editing, the transcripts and writing the show notes and doing the graphics and uploading everywhere and announcing and all this stuff, it's a lot of work. And you have, you have to sort of almost become a professional podcaster to make it worthwhile. So we started a new service called Push Button Podcasts that does all of that for our clients. And we work with a couple of industries outside of the expert brand space, but we work with the expert brands. And we also work with... Uh, local businesses, manufacturers, doctors, chiropractors, things like that, who want to have the preeminence that comes from having a podcast, but it's not their main business, right? They don't want to spend all the time doing it. They just want to show up, record their content and show up everywhere. So those are the uh, couple of things that, uh, that I do and work with, work with people. Wow. Yeah. I feel like as podcasting is becoming more popular, that 
it's almost going to be like an essential thing for businesses. Like if you know how it's like if they don't have a website now, people look at them like. Yeah. So I think podcasting is going to become like the new website, so to speak. I mean, you should still have a website, obviously, but I feel like at a certain point, not every business is going to have a podcast, but I feel like more and more businesses, they're going to see the importance of it and see how it helps them grow and get clients and whatnot. Absolutely. It's a form of preeminence in your marketplace, right? It creates that, uh, that level of like people know who you are and they trust you and you're the expert that sort of shows up in their space all the time. So when they go, when they're actually ready to buy, right? Because the biggest problem that most businesses run into is whatever marketing they're doing is generally, it's a time of pain marketing, right? Or direct response marketing. It's like, hey, you have this problem. We have a solution by today. That works for maybe four to 6% of your addressable market. But the other 96% of your addressable market, they're not going to buy today. So you need to be able to be top of mind and show up and continue to gather those goodwill style impressions where you're showing up in their feed, showing up in their space, showing up in their marketplace, providing value to them. So when the time does come, right, when the pain gets big enough, or when they've finally run out of crazy political videos or funny cat videos to watch on YouTube, and they're ready to buy, you're the person that they think of. And having a weekly show, having a podcast, having a YouTube channel is a, especially if you're promoting them properly, is a really, really great way to create that preeminence in your marketplace. Mm-hmm. So basically you help them create that and then distribute it. Like you create their YouTube channel and podcast and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we do literally everything. So we set up their podcast website. We set up all their branding, their logos, the podcast cover graphics, um, anything that they need. We create all of it. We do all of the, uh, transcriptions, we do all of the written assets, we do all of the graphic assets, and then we do all of the publication to all your major channels. So we generally use YouTube as a video host channel, and we do all the SEO for that. And then we use a podcast distribution channel to get into iTunes and all their networks. And then we do your podcast website with the full transcription. So you're hitting Google search, you're hitting YouTube search, and you're hitting iTunes, which are three of um, and all of the audio, which are like three of your biggest marketplaces on the planet. And then we do all of your your distribution and announcements. So you know, we create the short clips and all the other things and promote you, you know, announce all of your stuff to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and so on and so forth, or all of your various places, including your email list, SMS bot lists, chat lists, anything that's going on. It happens every single week. And you can batch record your stuff. So we have a lot of our clients are like beginning of the month, they'll sit down, spend three or four hours and record all of their content in something like a zoom or something like this. And they just hit the stop record button, and it all automatically comes to us. And they don't have to think about it. And their stuff is going out every single week, whether or not they, um, they don't have to put any more effort into it. Wow. So you, you mainly do that for bigger businesses or, or do you do it just for regular people who want to have a podcast? Is it mainly? So we do it for anyone who wants to have it done. But mm-hmm. our price point, because of the amount of effort that goes into doing that all the time, excludes some of your smaller businesses. And that's not intentional. It's just a matter of it costs us a certain amount to have the labor force to do all of that because we do it with real humans who really care about your brand and are actually care about the, the end result that we're doing out. So none of our stuff is created by robots. Um, we do use some technology to allow us the economies of scale to publish and, and uh, announce things at scale. But the actual creation of your content is done by human beings, which is cool. So our price point is right around $2,500 a month for that. And that does exclude some smaller businesses, but that is 
hopefully that's just a time thing. They'll grow enough that uh, they can afford to do something like that. But for most of our clients, they are running, they're running a business, right? They're running, you know, we've got manufacturers, we've got uh, large entrepreneurs who are, they're running their coaching programs, stuff like that. We're like, hey, I just need to be there all the time. And I don't want to spend my time becoming a podcaster, right? And there's nothing wrong with being a podcaster. And there are businesses that are specifically geared towards like, I'm building a podcast because I want this podcast to generate revenue. Right. And, you know, people like uh, John Lee Dumas, an entrepreneur on fire, or Pat Flynn and his uh, smart passive income, those are professional podcasters. And the podcast itself is designed to be a business, which is separate from what we do. We work with people who are, I call them business development podcasts or the podcasts that are designed to drive lead flow to another business. Right. So if you have a business that sells products or services outside of your podcasting, you probably have a lot of time and effort and resources and teams that go into delivering those products and services. In order to do all of the work that goes into a podcast, you either have to divert those resources or divert your team members to manage all the stuff that goes into a podcast, or you can hire someone like Pushbutton Podcasts to do that for you. So you can have all the benefits that come with it and the lead driving and the preeminence in your marketplace without having to divert your business's resources from delivering your core products and services. Mm-hmm. And have your clients said that they've experienced or noticed growth since having the podcast? Yeah. So all of my clients, we've, we're a new service in that space, right? So we, we've only got four shows right now. Um, one of them is mine. And our show has, I've actually, we're 100 episodes into our show now. And we built the service because I needed it for my, my show. And our revenue has probably doubled since I started my podcast. And a lot of that has to do with like, now I get people come onto my show and they're more guests or they listen to my show. And when, when we actually get on a sales call, they're like, I know who you are. They already like me. They already trust me. It's really easy to close sales. So personally, I've noticed that. But also for like one of my uh, first clients, they were running their podcast internally and they were building all the systems for it. And they realized they had one of their high level staff members running all the stuff for it. And you realize that all, it's a lot of work to do all of that, all the stuff for it. And they were like, I have higher level tasks that I need this person doing, but we also know we need to have the podcast. So it would it made a lot of sense for them to have us do all that work for them. Um, so they could get their staff members back and working on their core products and services. Again, so they're like, it was an immediate win for them, whether or not it led to any more sales. But there I think they're like 30 episodes into their podcast now. And they're already using that to drive high ticket sales. Right. So they work with big agencies and some other things like that. So that's a, I'm not sure if it has any like direct impact on the revenue yet, but it's definitely creating them a name in their space, which is really cool. And then the, uh, our, the third show that uh, we have going is they're in the e-com space and they do uh, conversion rate optimization training and their content strategy that they started, which included the podcast and some article stuff has already gotten to the point where they're getting two and 300 shares per episode into their networks and stuff like that. And it's directly leading to more people coming through their funnel. So it does absolutely increase your preeminence in your uh, in your space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they used to say, you know, a book as a business card. And I think that's so important. I've done that. But I almost feel like podcasting is becoming the front end of the funnel because people are able to find you relatively easily since Apple and all those are basically search engines. And so if you have your keywords and your SEO and all that stuff, you know, lined up well, and then like just connecting with other podcasters, being on their shows, having them on your shows, so on and so forth. It just seems like, at least for me, that I've been able to 
in a much quicker amount of time get out there and get known and things like that. It just seems like of all of the marketing and publicity options that there are out there, it almost seems like podcasting is like the way to go right now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And podcasting just overtook radio, I think, last year in terms Mm. of listenership. So that's really cool. But there's also some, there's two sides to the benefit of running a podcast like this one where you're interviewing guests, right? So one of them is the preeminence that you create by putting out content like this, where you are seen as an expert, where you're seen as someone who is, understands your industry, understands the problems and can talk about them at a high level, right? So when people look for you, they find you, right? They find you on your podcast networks, they find you on YouTube, they find you on all the social channels where you're sharing your content and stuff like that. So you're, you're everywhere, right? So that's a powerful part of that. And that's, that's a, the thing that you're talking about is creating that, that sort of space. But there's sort of the, the hidden side of that that I don't think a lot of podcasters see. And that is if you're in your space and you build your show specifically around types of people you want to work with in your space, then the act of doing the interviews is a way to build relationships with your ideal clients without having to go through traditional sales channels, right? So as an example, on my show, um, which you were just a guest on, so I uh, do, do appreciate that, I have probably a good 20 to 30% of my guests that come on the show are ideal clients for my services, right? Instead of going through traditional channels where we're like, we're advertising to them or trying to get them to go through a webinar or trying to get, you know, message them on LinkedIn, that kind of stuff to see if they're interested, you can reach out and, and say something like, hey, we really love what you're doing here, here, here. Would you like to come and be featured on our podcast? Like the yes rate to those conversations is like 95%. Everyone wants to come and be on your podcast and talk about themselves and talk about their business. And then you get the opportunity to spend 45 minutes, an hour, hour and a half talking with someone and really building the foundations of that beginning relationship. And it's really easy to, to transition those conversations when it makes sense into sales relationships. And that has directly led to a lot of business from my podcast. But I've also, a lot of our newer shows that we're getting started over the next couple of months, that's their, their whole plan, right? Because they're in smaller niche spaces and they currently are doing lead reach out stuff where they're like, they're getting on the phone and doing cold calling stuff and be like, hey, when can we hop on the phone and talk about sales stuff? And that's hard to do, right? And you have a lot of real high no rate. And you change that conversation to like, hey, would you like to come on our podcast and talk about your industry and the thing that you're going on? Those yes every single time, right? They, of course, they want to come on and talk about themselves and their business on your podcast. And you can create that relationship right at the beginning. So there's other benefits to the podcasting other than creating the preeminence in the space that I think people sometimes miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've noticed that it, it's a lot easier to make connections and to get people on your podcast than like if you were to say to someone like a, an entrepreneur that you respect, say, hey, can I have an hour of your time to talk about whatever? They'd probably be like, no, or they would charge 10000 an hour or whatever. But you can get them on your podcast for free, although I, I imagine there's some people that charge, but for the most part, for free. And you can basically pick their brain and ask questions and get almost like a one-on-one consultation for free, basically. Not that that's the point, but it helps you make connections and and then who knows what kind of... and then you know, hopefully they promote it to their audience and then you're reaching their audience and it's almost like cross promotion in a way. Yeah, yeah, we call that halo marketing, right? Where you can uh, get access to someone else's audience by um, having them on your show and then they'll promote your show to their audience, which is really cool. 
And you'll find as you get more into your podcasting that some of the bigger names, they have they have requirements. Like your show has to have a certain amount of longevity or a certain size audience for they'll, before they will uh, deign to show up on your show because they realize the value of the size of their own audience, right? And so there's nothing wrong with that. But it's definitely a benefit of being in the space. And it's a lot easier to get people to say yes to you to come on for an interview than it is to get them to say yes to other things. So it's definitely a, a powerful thing. Mm-hmm. And so are there other things that you do? Because I was looking at your website, and it looks like you do a lot of things like you have some courses. And I think you've created websites. And then it also mentions webinars. Yeah, yeah. So part of the, the whole expert brand business, we do the whole package for that as well, right? So that's where like someone will come in. And if they have an expertise in a particular business, and they want to add an educational line of revenue to their business, right? So they want to add that whole coaching, consulting, online courses as a source of revenue for their business. We come and we actually build all the things that they need for that. So we'll sit down, we'll build them their heroic brand, which is, you know, the brand built around their name and their face. And we create the uh, styling and all the stuff. So we create the whole expert brand website for them. And we help them develop their courses. So I have my particular expertise in that space is taking what you know how to do and turning that into a training course that is ripe with persuasion, right? Persuasion to actually do the things that you're teaching. We teach teachers how to teach more than just the how-to, right? How to teach in such a way that people actually take action on the things that they learn. And there's some particular skill sets that go into learning how to teach that way. So we help them build and develop their courses. And then we help them build and develop their uh, coaching programs on masterminds and things like that. And then we build all of the, uh, the things that sort of tie that all together, right? So any of your sales funnels, um, any of your email automations, all that kind of stuff, we build out, we actually build out like a six-month follow-up thing with their email automations. So we build all of the bits and bobs that go together with that, including the sales webinars, which is your main, main conversion piece that we use a lot of times to sell your programs. And our goal essentially is to help someone who has an expertise in a space and has a successful business there to add an educational line of revenue that's capable of generating six, even up into the seven figures without adding more than four hours of time per week to their business to be able to, to deliver on the things that they sell. And so we build all the things that sort of go in, in line with that. And on your website, it has it built out like alchemy. It's spelled alchemy and each letter stands for something. Can you kind of go over that? Because I thought that was interesting. Yeah, so that's my uh, my digital alchemy formula. That's something that I have developed over the course of years. It's if I actually pulled up the mind map for you that actually goes over the alchemy thing it, and printed it out, it would probably be like 15 pages of stuff. It's probably capable of being a book all by itself. But the high level thing is, is for me, it's my client map, right? It's all the things that you have to build and to develop in order to have a successful education brand that goes along with your your business, right? Be able to drive the revenue. So the alchemy spelled out, the first one is the acknowledge your effect, right? And that is the first part of your business, right? It's your sort of figuring out what your superpowers are and knowing where your perspective fits in, knowing how your unique abilities, and unique skill sets sort of are going to form the foundation of your educational courses and all those kind of things. So we're going to get in there and teach you about something I call the uh, crocodile infested river. And that is looking at where you're where your clients are in their level of awareness, where the, what their crocodile investor looks like, and then what their promise zone looks like, and how you, you as the captain of the boat that can get across the crocodile invested river, like how that sort of ties everything together 
here's what you offer to your clients and how it's different and how you fit together. So we talk about everything from like building the basics of your brand, finding out what your perspective is, how you pinpoint your tribe, how you sort of work backwards from what your goals are and drive all that. So that's sort of like your foundational piece. The next one, the L, is for leveraging your model. And leveraging your model is learning about how you build an online educational style business with leverage, right? So what's the model you use that allows you to build and scale without it continuing to take all of your time, right? So if um, like one of the mistakes I see a lot of new entrepreneurs make in this space is they get in and they only sell like one-on-one services, right? And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's very difficult to scale. Like I ran into that problem in my own business as I had, and I, this business that we're talking about, it's very one-on-one, very intensive. And you're limited by the amount of time you have in a day when you do something like that. But if you can look at ways, how can you take what you're doing and package them up uniquely so that you can scale, right? So you can have things that allow you to serve more people at once. And the way that we do that is we help you build sort of a, uh, I call it an intimacy ladder. And with more intimacy, then you can raise the prices for things like that. So you have things like your books or your courses that are low intimacy, but therefore also have lower costs, but they can be scaled ad nauseum, right? You could have a bajillion people in your course and it wouldn't increase the amount of time it takes for you to deliver. And you can sort of go up from there, from you have your courses, to you have maybe your live weekend programs, to you have you know, a monthly mastermind that's done on something like a Zoom or something like that, where you can serve, you know, have group coaching things. And at the very top of that ladder is your one-on-one stuff. And those are the most expensive ones, which keeps it so you can only do one or two of those at a time. They don't take up a lot of your time, but they, they pay handsomely because of that. So we teach you how to build a model that includes leverage and sort of fits the whole intimacy scale. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So okay. that's the second one. So AL with an C is the construct your vehicle. And constructing your vehicle is all about building the bits and bobs, right? You have to have things. So you have to have your website, you have to have your phone number, you have to have your email system, you have to have your ticketing system, you have to have like, you have to have all these things that make you look like a legitimate business. And they also like help you deliver on your products and services. And, and so we actually go through and we, we help you build all those things, right? So there, it's just very technical, like, hey, you just have to get this stuff done. You have to have a good solid brand website, you have to have your sales pages, you have to have your merchant processing, you have to have a, a phone number that that like, I tell people you should have a whore number, a number that you're not afraid to give anyone, right? And but you can still have it ring the cell phone in your pocket if you need it to, but you can set hours and things like on it. So we show people how to do some just basic business stuff like that, and get it all set up, get everything up and running. And then you have the most important one, which is the H that's the uh, hook your audience. And this is where we actually sit down and we take your perspective and everything that we talked about in the, uh, the first thing, and we actually build out your hook, right? We build out your business and your system framework for your business. And we take that framework, the, your unique system, your unique branded system, and we turn that into a couple of things. We're going to turn that into your signature talk. We're going to turn that into your signature webinar. We're going to turn that into your flagship course. And we're going to turn it into the outline for the types of content that you're going to release on your podcast, and your YouTube show, and other things like that. So that is it's the major content piece, the, the foundation of your content and your education is going to come out of that hook your audience thing. And then the uh, the E is endowing your transformation. This is where you actually have to you actually have to build your courses, you have to build your programs. And we talked a little bit earlier about getting in and teaching in such a way that you're actually persuading people to take action and go through your training material and take action on it and, and get the results that they want. So that's, uh, we teach you how to teach, essentially. And the biggest problem in the online education space is what they call the, uh, they see people buy things and leave them on their shelves, 
right? They don't have a lot of consumption rate. And all of our clients, they have 80 and 90% consumption rates on their content because of the way that we teach you how to teach. People really enjoy going through content that answers all their questions and gets them to a place where they're ready to take action. One of my clients, actually, he's, uh, I mentioned earlier, he teaches uh, um, wholesaling. And 80% of the students who go through his course end up closing a deal. That's insane. Like very few online courses even have 80% of the people go through the course, let alone actually get the result the course is um, set out to teach. So that's what the Endow Your Transformation is all about. Next one, the M, is make your mastermind. And this is about up-leveling that level of in- intimacy, right? So if you build your flagship course and training, we also teach you how to build a group coaching program that can create recurring revenue. We teach you how to do that, how to sell it, how to operate it so that it doesn't take a lot of your time, but still delivers a, an insane amount of value to your clients. And then the last one is all about your your message, the why. And I can't remember what my why stands for. I don't have my, my website pulled up. If you do, what is the why? I can't remember for the life of me. Yeah, I should have had that pulled it up. Says something. <laughs> but anyways, it's something about your message, your message everywhere, I think is what I've got on there. So the why is your message everywhere. And this is about the uh, starting your YouTube show or your podcast, or in our case, we teach our clients to do both, where you have a uh, you have a weekly show that's coming out that you're either doing interviewing guests, you're doing uh, face to camera, wisdom style videos, and you're actually getting your expertise out there. And we show you how to do that in such a way that you're not detracting from your main flagship content, but also how to do it for, you know, over the long term, right? So we take all the systems that we actually implement in our push button podcast service, teach you how to do that, right? So you can run that yourself. Um, or of course, we wouldn't mind if you hired us, but push button podcast to do it all for you. But the idea is that you should be everywhere, right? And you want your message everywhere. And we teach you how to take every piece of content that you're doing and drive it back into the uh, funnels that we built over the course of the digital alchemy formula. Um, and that's the whole thing. I hope that you know, it was a bit of a long-winded answer, but yeah, that is how we build the online educational brands. Oh, that's awesome. I love that you have it's spelled out and like a word for it and a description of each letter. That's pretty creative. <laughs> yeah. So that's actually something that we teach how to do in the hook your audience section is we have a whole thing on how you build the linguistics into your training. So after you sort of build the training, we actually go through and we start massaging it and working on the language because the mnemonics actually help you both a brand your stuff. So it's unique and it's memorable. But it also, it helps you actually sell it as well. It helps you stand out and do all those things. So you'll probably notice, like, if you look through all my stuff, it's all built around this whole superhero motif, right? And mm-hmm. my secret identity, so to speak, is, is aka the alchemist, right? We'll help you teach your word, you know, take your words and turn them into gold. And so the digital alchemy formula goes along with my superhero identity. And then we have our hero show and all those things. And it all sort of ties into a brand. And that's what we talk about is how do you build a heroic brand around your stuff, right? Mine's a little bit over the top. We're doing the comic book stuff. But a lot of our clients, right, they have they need to be able to build a solid, serious brand around their content. And part of that is the linguistics that go into actually building your training materials. Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Another thing that you mentioned on your website that I'm curious to know more about are the five freedoms, the spiritual, political, time, location, and financial. Yeah, yeah. So five freedoms is sort of my... it's. What do you call it? You know how you, you have to create a, uh, an LLC that like all of your stuff lives under, right? So my, mm-hmm. my business's name is Five Freedoms. The Five Freedoms is just a personal thing for me that I think we have five really important freedoms that I think people should focus mm-hmm. on. And those are the, your political freedom, right? So political freedom is something that we you enjoy uniquely here in the United States because of our constitution and our bill of rights and things like that and our ability to have 
our First Amendment and Second Amendment rights all the way through the whole set of amendments that are rights that are given to us by our birth and not granted to us by our government. So I think that's a really important thing. I stand proud as an American because of that. So that's one of the first things is our, uh, our, your uh, political freedom. The second one is your spiritual freedom. And this is, you know, having a relationship with your creator and understanding who you are and what you've been put here to do and learning how to live your life in such a way that you're that spark of divinity that you've been given. You're using that to help benefit and value other bring value to other people's lives. That's why, why I do what I do. And I hope that uh, my clients are doing the same thing. But that's the uh, spiritual freedom. And then the other ones are the ones that are more common, right? The ones that people think about more, right? So your financial freedom, that's the one that everyone is looking for, right? They want to have enough money that money is not the deciding factor for the decisions that they make, right? And so that's my definition of financial freedom is that you can make any decision you want without regard to the financial aspect of that. And, you know, people have different definitions for that, but that's mine. And sort of my goal with financial freedom is that you can increase the amount or the size of the choices that you make as you grow in your business, right? And it goes from like, hey, you know what? I can go to Walmart and pick any, any pair of socks out that I want to all the way up to I can go to the yacht show and pick any yacht that I want off the lot and just pay for it, right? So that's as you sort of go up the rungs of, of uh, financial freedom, the choices that you can make change, right? So that's financial freedom. That's what most people strive for is they strive for financial freedom. Um, the problem is, is a lot of times they do that to the detriment of the other two, which is your time freedom and your location freedom. So your location freedom is being able to choose where you want to be at any given time, right? You don't have restrictions on your on where you want to be at any any given time because of things like your business or your job or things like that. I used to talk about my job like it had an eight hour chain on it, right? Because if as soon as I clocked out of the job, I had eight, I could get eight hours away before I had to turn around and come back because I had to be there the next morning for my job. And so I don't have my location freedom was an eight hour chain to that location, right? And so when you're building your business, and you're building your things, I, I strive a lot in everything that we build for our clients to figure out how can we make sure that location freedom is a portion of what we're building into your business. Um, and then the last one is time freedom. And that's you don't have restrictions on how you choose to spend your time, right? So a lot of the you'll see a lot of these have to do with your your freedom of choice, right? And so I choose how you spend your time. So that is my goal is for myself, I wanted to be able to choose to spend lunch with my kids every day. My son is 10. And I can tell you, I've missed only a handful of lunches over the years, because um, I wanted to be there for those. But that's time freedom, I can choose what I do with my time. And as I've learned more and grown in my business, I've learned how to really, really impact that. And I'm at a point in my business now where I average four hours a day, four days a week, and have an output that is significantly larger in my business than it was when I was working 12 hour days every single day of the week. Right. And a lot of that has to do with learning how creativity is explodes when you give it restrictions. So if you learn how to restrict the amount of time that you're working, you can free up a lot of your time and actually, um, and you sort of like learn where the impact points are in your business and you get those things done and you can move on and spend the rest of your time doing the things that you love to do that are outside of your business. Like for me, it's spending time with my family and traveling and adventuring and jumping off of waterfalls with my son, that kind of stuff. So those are the five freedoms. Yeah, like uh, the time one, like tr getting to the point where you're not trading hours for money, basically. Yeah. And the financial location and time freedom, because you're in an RV, right? I don't know if we've talked about that yet on this. I don't think we have. And you've been doing that for three years where you get to travel yeah. around. And so it's location independence. Well, and I guess you have to have some kind of financial independence in order to do that. And then time independence as well. So 
I would like to do that eventually. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. seems so, like a lot of fun. I have been on the road for three years as of yesterday. Yesterday was our three-year anniversary of traveling. We don't actually have a permanent residence anywhere. We've been nomads for three years now. We actually had our youngest child on the road in Texas, just down the road from you in uh, the Lake Conroe area, which was really cool. But yeah, it's a matter of like, we, we travel because that's something that I wanted to do with my time, right? I wanted to spend my time traveling. I wanted to have that location independence and go sort of go see our country. And, you know, when my son is, you know, when we were studying the Alamo, we got to go to the Alamo and got to go through the reenactments and that kind of stuff, which is super, super cool. And when we were up in Yosemite, we got to uh, climb up some of the big waterfalls that were, you know, were there and we got to slide off of them into the pools and stuff like that. Like that was my afternoon, like I, I would go to, you know, get my work done in the morning. And then I would go spend the afternoon jumping off waterfalls with my kid or like here in Florida, where we are now this afternoon, after we get off of this, SpaceX is launching their first manned mission today, and we'll be able to see it from where we are here. So we'll get to see that kind of stuff. That's part of like part of our everyday stuff. And that, that comes with that location freedom. So I've really, really loved that. And it's something that's been fascinating to me is I've grown my business at least 4x since we got on the road right? In terms of revenue, team size, other things. And a lot of that has come with because of restrictions that come on the time that I've put into my business where I'm like, hey, you know what, I don't want to spend six days a week, 12 hours a day on my business, I want to spend less time on my business. So how can I get more done in less time? And you start to realize what are the things that need to get done? And what are the things that really push your business forward? And then you also have the motivation to get them done because you're like, if I don't get this done, I don't get to go watch the SpaceX launch, right? I don't get to go mm-hmm. jump off the waterfalls. So you get them done. You get the things done because you have creative restrictions on your time. And it's uh, it's grown my business and it's grown my team and it's grown a lot of things that we do for people. So anyways, yeah, that's what we do. That would be an awesome way to learn as a kid, like to have hands-on experiences like that. Because for me, when I was in school, history was probably my least favorite class. But I found that as I've traveled, as I got older out of out of school and started traveling, like to London, Paris, Rome, et cetera, that when you're actually there, it's a lot first of all, it sinks in better and it's mm-hmm. a lot more interesting. And so to be able to, you know, take your kids to the Alamo and Yosemite and all those and then maybe teach them simultaneously, like, first of all, it probably sticks better. And then it's just, it makes, I think, education and schooling a lot more fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been really fascinating. And I like, I remember, I like, I remember studying these things in school, but I remember them better now having been there than I remember ever learning them in school. And it's cool that my, mm-hmm. my kids are getting sort of experience that. And that was one of the things that we wanted to do, right? And so we're doing it. And it's funny, because, you know, we mentioned earlier, I wanted to have a business that gave me all three, the time freedom, location freedom, and financial freedom. I have clients who are financially more successful than me, right? That, you know, one of them, like, he legitimately makes three, $400,000 a month in revenue in his business, which is just an astronomically large number to me, at least. And he gets on the phone with me and he's like, I am so damn jealous of you. He's right, because he's like, all the financial freedom in the world and I'm tied to this spot, and I'm tied to my business, and I'm tied to what I have to do here. And he's like, you you got it. You understood that you needed both, you know, you needed all three of those. You needed time, location, and financial freedom. And you realize that, like, for me, I can do all the things I wanted to do on a smaller amount of income. So I designed my business to do those things. And what's funny is, like, the income's growing. It's getting bigger, right? I don't have caps on it. But I've just very had very stringent rules on what my business was allowed to keep me from doing. And so with those sort of things in mind, I've been able to build businesses, let me scale and let me travel and let me have my time. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
Well, I appreciate your time. I don't know what time the SpaceX thing starts, but I want you to be able to do whatever like you need to get ready for now. Oh, okay. Well, you probably still have stuff you need to do beforehand. So, but I appreciate it. And is there anything else that you wanted to go over? Any last words that maybe we hadn't gone over? And then also where people can find you? Yeah. Well, I don't have anything else to cover. I mean, like if you wanted to, I got, I could teach you anything you want to know about all the things we do for our clients. But as far as like, if you want to find me, best place to find me is my website, richardmatthews.me. That's with two T's. So M-A-T-T-H-E-W-S.me. I'm in the process of sort of rebuilding that right now and revamping some of the styling. I'm, I have decided finally to like just fully embrace that comic book theme. So I'm in the process of updating all of the, the theming to fit in that comic book style, which I'm a little nervous about because it's very over the top styling. But anyways, we'll, uh, we'll see how that goes. And so we're putting, you know, that's a good place to find me there. And then of course, the push button podcast service, which we are launching and putting together and doing the same kind of thing. If you happen to have any your audience or your guests are podcasters. We offer a uh, an affiliate program that we can uh, have you be a part of, and we offer any of your uh, your audience a coupon to that, a ten percent off coupon uh, that we can put into your show notes or whatever for that if it's something that they're interested in doing. So those are the two places that I would look for me at is uh, richardmatthews.me for any of the expert brand stuff or push button podcasts if you're looking at building that preeminence and have someone else just handle all the work for you. Yeah, I appreciate that. I was actually going to ask you after this if you had an affiliate program. So what I'll do is I'll sign up for that. And then so what you're saying is as an affiliate, then in the show notes, I could put a 10% off coupon code type thing or a link. Absolutely. Yeah. So we don't have that information right now. But when this episode goes live, it'll be there at the sarahstjohn.com forward slash Richard Matthews. Well, I appreciate your time so much. Awesome. Thanks for having me. If you enjoyed and found value from this episode, I'd greatly appreciate it if you rate, review, subscribe, and share at ratethispodcast.com forward slash frugalpreneur. Until next time. Are you a frugalpreneur looking to connect with like-minded individuals? Join our community on Slack. Connect with fellow listeners, share your thoughts on episodes, engage in meaningful discussions, including money-saving tips and entrepreneurial insights, and help shape the future of the Frugalpreneur podcast. Plus, you can submit your questions in written or audio form to be featured on the show. Let's build a supportive space together. Join us now at frugal.show forward slash slack. See you on the inside.